welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 72nd edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players and coaches of our great club. We're going back into the 70s with a winger, four appearances for the Wolves between January 1972 and May 1973, Brian Owen. Brian, how are you? I'm pretty good, uh, Josh, yeah. Good, good, good. I mean, Brian, you're one that uh, a gentleman on Twitter kindly passed your details on so I'm very keen to interview you because not only was you a player you was a coach at the club but what I always yeah. do with the podcast is go right back to where it all started which I believe for you was Watford wasn't it Brian? Yeah very much so yeah I started at Watford in 1961 long time ago <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, I, I believe you made your professional debut in 1963 and the manager was a certain Bill McGarry he was, yeah, Billy. I, actually, um, I'd, I'd, I'd made a debut with Ronnie Burgess the year before. Right. Uh, and that was funny because that was uh, at Brighton and it was in the days before substitutes. Okay. And, uh, we, we, their goalkeeper, Big Dave Underwood, who'd been at Liverpool, within the first 10 minutes had laid two of their players out and we ended up playing nine men. We won 4-1. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was my debut, yeah. Oh, brilliant! And because originally, Brian, I believe you was a you was quite a you was a bit of a tricky winger. Yes, right. You know, I, I started as centre forward, and then I, I got into the team. I think it was midfield. Then I, I ended up as a winger. Um, but one of my proud moments was uh, I played every position in every division. I played in every division. And, yeah. and also at every position by a goalkeeper. Yeah. I weren't daft enough for a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Brian, you have to be nuts to be a goalkeeper. But obviously, yeah. the Wolves link started in 1963 when Bill McGarry became manager of Watford. So what? listen, I, I speak to players from the 60s and 70s and, and you know, they had an, an indifferent relationship with Bill McGarry. What was your relationship yeah. with Bill like, Brian? Well, I'll tell you a story with Bill. We, we, we were training in the snow one day yeah. and the ball's got and Bill was joining in on the other side of me and the ball's gone over my head I've turned round and gone in for a because I knew someone was coming in all of a sudden I heard a scream and Bill was laying in the snow clutching his leg <laughs> and uh, we thought he broke his leg so we got the ambulance in yeah. and uh, it took him off to, and I, I was only a young lad you know I've gone over to the stretcher I'm going, oh, oh, sorry, boss, sorry, boss. He said, that's the way to tackle something. It was hard as nails, Bill. You know, and, and uh, he tried to sign me when he was at Ipswich. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd got on really well with Bill, you know. He was a funny character. He, he, he either loved him or hated him, you know. He, yes. It was funny because Duke was there at the time and they hated each other. Yes, I'll tell right. you, I'll tell you a funny story there because um, Dugan, on, they used to go to... Um, to to the bars um, on a, on a Wednesday, yeah. and Dugan didn't want to go, so he said to Frank Munro. Frank was on the in the uh, uh, treatment table. He said, "Go and tell that bald-headed bastard up there that the lads don't want to go." <laughs> uh, and Sammy Chung had heard the conversation, so he pre-warned Bill. Yeah. So Frank gets off the bell uh, couch, walks up the passageway, knocks on the door, opens the door, and McGarry says. 
fuck off and send that big Irish cunt down here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so him and Burn, they had a, a rut, you know, but uh, they, they, went to, they went to the baths anyway, you know, which baths it was, who used to go, but they hated each other, you know. Yes, they, they and, didn't uh, get on. And, and it was strange, really, because, you, listen, I know Bill was a disciplinarian. Um, oh, and, yeah. And, and, and you know what, he had, a, he, had a, he had a good record at Wolves, but there was, obviously, there was a certain, you know, the certain players also got on with him very well. Yeah, he, he was that sort of manager. If you liked him and he liked you, it was great. Yeah. But if he was out of favour, that was it. You know, he, he you know, he, he had his favourites, and he, that that was Bill. Well, I used to get frustrated with him at times because uh, I was with a reserves. I had a little Jimmy Kelly, who I loved. Yes. And um, and Bill wouldn't play. He played him once at Arsenal, and he never got a kick with Pat Rice. Yeah. And that was it. He he, he sort of and, and Jimmy went to to the States and become a good player with Portland Timbers but he was like Waggy he was a great cross of the ball yes um, you know he, he could just float balls into the box and you know we had some good headers of ball like you know uh, uh, Dugan you know Curran you know they, there was some good headers of ball in the club you know it was great at that time because like you say the, when I came in in 71 72 yeah um yeah. The, the the reserve team I played as a player coach was Alan Sutherland, Steve Daly, Peter With, um, Huey Curran, some great players really. Jeff Palmer. Yes. A lot went on to become you know big first team players, and yes. uh, it was a great pleasure to be you know played with them really. And then I obviously ended up coaching them, and that was that was fantastic, you know. Because originally, uh, we, Brian, we, we did we did well, we, you know we got to the, the European final, yeah, and we won the cup. You know, so exactly, we, we course, didn't do yes. bad. Of course, I forgot. Yeah, the UEFA Cup yeah. final and then obviously won the League Cup in 73. But just before you got to Wolves, there was a, a three-year spell at Colchester and it was obviously there the Wolves' interest came because originally you came to Molyneux as a, as a player coach. That's right, yeah. Well, I, I me and Brian Garvey played at Watford and won the uh, Cup Winners Cup, uh, the, 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 um, the Cup, uh, when you call it, where, where, where the... The, the best, you know, lower team. Yes. Um, we, we'd won that. The Watney Cup. And, and actually, we, we won it the following year at Colts as well. Was it the Watney Cup? Uh, no? Yeah, that, no, that was, uh, oh, what do you call it? It was it was, uh, it was a cup for the best performance from our league team. Yes, OK. Because uh, 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 Watford, we'd beat Liverpool, we got to the semi-finals. Yeah. And then uh, 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 at Colchester, we got to the quarter-finals with, with Colchester, you know. Yes, but Brian played. I'd fractured my kneecap, so I only played uh, in the Cambridge game. So, um, but it was quite nice to be able to do that. That's uh, oh, the Sunday Mirror Giant Killers Cup. That was what I'm on. Oh, okay, got yeah. you. Got you. So, and Brian, Brian eventually he was a good friend of mine, and he eventually came up as a, as a youth team coach. And we, yes, that's right. I, I was with the reserves, and Brian was youth team, and we sort of got the club to the the youth cup final. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, a lot of that team went on to become, you know, George Berry and Bob Hazel went on to become good players. First oh, yeah, players, you know. established first-teamers, so, because you actually jumped at the chance to join Wolves, didn't you, Brian? Because it was his oh, Sam Chung that initially my, my contacted mum, you. My mum was a big fan of Wolves anyway. Oh, right. And, and like you said, I got on I got on well with, um, with Bill, you know, and Sammy Chung. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about Sammy Chung. Was, yeah. He, he had a car, a, a, an old traveller, and uh, he'd gone to Watford in his car to pick up some Christmas drink. 
and, and as you come up the steps outside Watford, I'm coming down the road as he's coming in, and uh, he's walked up with this big lump of, of, of drink. He said, where is it? I said, what? He says, my, my, car, my car. I said, there's no car there. And some of the, the car. And this was just before Christmas. Yeah. Well, bo- Boxing Day, Sammy, we're playing Millwall, Sammy scored a hat-trick and the referee stopped the game because of the conditions. And someone in the crowd was the guy that, that he was so sorry, he phoned up and let him know where the car was. <laughs> and I actually bought the car off of him. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's funny how things work out. But, oh. you know, I got, I got, you know, with Bill and Sam got on well, you know, uh, you know, good people, really. Oh, of course, of course. And, and, but originally, obviously, you come as a, as a player coach. I don't think you was really expecting to play, was you, Brian? Because you had suffered a bad injury. No. Well, what had happened is I, I, I really was on about, the, the, you know, this work with development because... Yes. Um, and what had happened, I'd, I'd, I'd trained and had a, a bloody big dinner. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I got a call from Bill McGarry saying, oh, oh you're playing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's against West Ham. So I drove to the ground and, you know, he shocked. And uh, fortunately, we we won 3 0, you know. That's right. Because... And I, like you say, you know, and I played a few more games and it went all right, really. It was great, you know, because that was the only time I played in, in the, the first division. Well, that's, you know, I played see, in the second, third, and fourth, you know, so that was great experience. That was what was so interesting, Brian, because, like you said, you'd played as a, as a lower league player. You'd come to Wolves effectively, yeah. more, more so as a coach. Your debut was against yeah. West Ham. Uh, yeah. 22nd of August, there was. Uh, it was a 3-0 win. Uh, Dugan Richards and Jim McCallyog scored. Now, yep. although you was a winger, you actually played centre-half that game, I believe, and partly yeah, Frank Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, I'd play because I was coaching. I was playing centre-half for the reserves. Yeah. So, you know, we were sort of trying to bring the players through, you, Alan Sunderland and Steve Days and that, and it, I was, it was a good position to be player-coach. So I, I was in that player-coach um, and playing there, you know, so... I'd played in the reserves a lot of centre back, but like you say, I'd played everywhere. <laughs> and, and actually, yeah. what's interesting, Brian? Uh, I don't know if you can confirm this, but I, I did my research, and the reason you actually played at centre half was because I think it was at the time when Derek Parkin had recently been diagnosed with his heart condition. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, you know. I mean, Derek was a great player, great person, and like you say, he, he had that, he had that problem, which. Uh, I mean, Bill, the team, the team that Bill built, you know, it, 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 it won the, it won the, the league cup. Yes, it got the final of UEFA Cup. You know, he really they do. They do. Yeah, that. you made four appearances, uh, Brian. Actually, yeah. So three 0 on your debut, we beat West Ham. Then it was a one all draw with Leicester, Danny Hagen. Then yeah, yeah. you're only defeating a Wolf shirt. Come away at West Brom, didn't it? Yeah, and that was bloody Bobby Gould, who, who later become one of our players. But yes. I think um, someone, it was nil-nil or something like that, and someone had beat John McCall, and uh, I'd sort of moved slightly towards him, and uh, and then sort of Bob nicked in front of me, the cross, and nicked the winner. Because like, we we had Bob at our place not long after, you know. Yeah. You know, Bob Bob did, did really, it was a good character, Bobby, you know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had some really lovely times at Wolves. I look back, you know, and it, there's two things I regret. Um, one was leaving Wolves. Yes. And one was leaving Ipswich. And I didn't have to do either, you know, but and I look back and I go, you bloody idiot, you know. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair to you, Brian, um, at, at Wolves, you as a coach, 
all the way till till 1978, and you know, you, yeah. you obviously with the uh, the reserves and and the first team. Um, I mean, you know, you went through. I mean, that that we had a good good side in the 70s. We had some great cup yeah. runs, and there were some great yeah. players, wasn't there? Yeah, there was there was, there was some good teams there. It was it, it was a great club, you know. I mean, the, the the one thing that hadn't happened is that the ground hadn't been developed. Yes. And that cost us badly because you know all of a sudden they had to spend a lot of money on the ground. Yes. And that money should have been going into the team, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny we look, we look back because um, Joe Gardner, the chief scout, yes, absolutely dubbed Paul Mariner, and and uh, we were in with Paul Mariner with West Ham and Ipswich. And uh, we wouldn't go the two hundred grand. It was. Oh. I don't. I don't think we'd go to two hundred grand to get him. And I often wonder if we'd gone and done that, it would have been a different story, you know. Yes. And because Paul was at Ipswich when I went there, you know, so uh, he was a very, very good player. But I remember Joe. Joe was very upset. Joe was a lovely, lovely man. One of the good things about Wolves, I got to know a lot of the old players. Yes. And and, and the, the camaraderie with the old players. I played at a few games with them. And I loved it, you know, they, they were lovely people. I got very close to Bill Shorthouse because I worked with him at the England youth team. Yes. I was, at the time, I was like physio for the England youth team. And we won four out of five European championships at, at, at that time. And Bill, the first year I was there, Bill was the, uh, was the manager. Yeah. And when I first went to Wolves, I stayed with Bill. But um, it, it was a lovely feel of the old, the old oh, rules, you know. Do you know what? I think that, uh, that was really interesting, Brian, because I, I, I spoke to a few players from that era and they did say the old boys would always be in and around the club, you know. I think oh, would, yeah. some of them would be helping out, you know, as a groundsman. And, yeah. and you know what? That's amazing, really, because you probably well, wouldn't see that today. You're not going to see Joe Martino nah. and, and Ruben Neves well, coming back nah. in 20-odd years. I mean, they've do done great, the you know. They, they, they've gone and bought and got a really good squad there. I'm just worried a little bit, you know, where they sold, uh, you know, the lad to Liverpool and, and the, the, you know, they've, oh, yeah. they've had a bit of hard luck along the way. And... Uh, I just hope they they need just to strengthen again. I think. Of of course. I mean, look, plenty of time for that, Brian. I mean, listen, we're living the dream at the minute. But that 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 seventies um, squad. I mean, listen, you're you're a winger. You you, you alluded to him earlier, uh, Dave Wagstaff. How how good was Dave? Oh, you know. You, you know what? When I first went there, we we used to train in the gym above the the the, the, um, the social club. Yes. And yeah. uh, I can remember playing in that gym five aside where Danny Hegan and Waggy was unbelievable skill wise I did my bloody breath away skill and pace yes. yeah with the ball it was they were fantastic and, and not only that they were lovely people Danny was my neighbor right. and uh, what a lovely person it was like but he had a drink a drink problem Danny and uh, he used to go and bend us for about like, oh. three days. In fact, Lofty, you know, but... Lofty tells a few stories about Danny, and he said, you know, yeah. he said you could smell him before he got there because oh. the fumes but... of the, uh, you know, the fumes <laughs> of the alcohol would get to you before yeah. he would. Well, it was. That was. I'll tell you a story about you know him and Parksy were my neighbours, and they, they were super people. Yes. And um, I played in a reserve game uh, early on, and. Um, used to go and have a couple of drinks in the social club and then go home. Yeah. And as I'm coming out the social club, um, the, the chairman came in from Everton. Oh, Brian, I hadn't met him before. Oh, Brian, have a drink. And I thought, well, I can't refuse that. Yeah. I'd already had two pints. So I have a drink, go home, 
get involved in a little blooming thing on the road, police stopped me oh. and arrested me for drink driving. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I get taken down to the nick. And uh, the, the bloke, the sergeant said, oh, you picked the right one there, they done the chief inspector. I said, I didn't really pick, mate, you know. Anyway, the outcome was, um, I had the test, and the, and the station said, you, you, you're going to be right at the limit, you know, you probably will get away with it, which I did, you know. Oh. It's the only time I'd had to have a new car on all that. I was going. <laughs> actually, well, actually, would you have been, we don't condone drink driving listeners, by the way, but would you... Um, was you actually living in Ford houses then, Brian? Because I believe that's where a yeah, few of the players yeah, were living. Yeah, I lived in Ford houses, yeah. It's, it was lovely, you know. The, the, uh, I mean, I love Wolverhampton. I love Wolverhampton people. They, they're such down to earth. You know, they're so friendly. You know, yeah. Coming from the south, you know, you, you, people didn't speak to each other. But in Wolverhampton, everyone was your mate. You know, it was lovely. In fact, who and, did uh, you support growing up, Brian? Well, who did you support growing up? Well, funny enough... I probably supported Blackpool because of Stanley Matthews and Mortensen because I I grew up in the fifties yeah and I I used to do I used to do a, a paper round and save me money up and go and watch the London teams yes especially if Blackpool were in London and uh, I got to know the underground and things like that you know and uh, I I'd been to a grammar school a good grammar school in Hillingdon like so it, it, it was um. A good basis for me. I, I used to go up and watch, you know, Chelsea, Fulham, Arsenal, Tottenham, you know. Yeah. So I got it was it was good good experience. And and you've talked upon the UEFA Cup final and the League Cup final. I mean, what yeah. was? I mean, I, I take it you was at you was at uh, both obviously the, the Spurs games, and I take it you was at Wembley as well for the League Cup final. Yeah, I was uh, the the. the uh, the Spurs game, I was out watching another game, I think. Oh, right. Jen- I'd, I'd played at Watford with Pat Jennings, who, who, who big factor in that, not winning. Um, so, uh, but it, I think I was out watching a game. Oh, right, I, you yeah. know, yeah. It, 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 you, you know, you tended, if you weren't, if you're a coach and you weren't involved, you'd, you'd be watching other games, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the, the League Cup uh, day was fantastic. And, because we had a fantastic night as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, I, listen, Man City, Wolves were the underdogs that day. Um, yeah, but to yeah. beat Man City was a huge achievement, wasn't it? Well, I think, you know, to get, you know, to get, I mean, but for me, you know, getting to the UEFA Cup final was fantastic. Because I, I had a job letting these teams in at Castlecroft right. that, that we played. And I can always remember letting Juventus in. And they had, uh, you know, Capella and uh, Calzio, and they were like bloody racehorses. I used to sit and watch them training, like you know, it was <laughs> so fantastic, and we beat them. So you actually used to uh, let them train at Castlecroft? Yeah, yeah, they trained at Castlecroft. You know, when they when they come over, they so I'd, I'd go and open the gates and close the gates when they've gone, like you know. Oh, absolutely! Which is great, great experience, right? Oh, brilliant! But Watching them. Sadly, um, it came to an end in '78, I believe, when uh, it was John Barnwell and, and Richie Barker took over. Yeah. Um, and sadly, there was there was no room for you in that team, was there, Brian? Well, no, I, I, I was I was doing the reserve. I've gone back to reserves, but I was a little yeah. bit annoyed because we'd not had any really backing financially to get players in. Yes. And 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 and, and what we what we did then is Richie just did practice games, so. All I was doing was watching practice games, 
and getting frustrated, really. Yes. And uh, I went to Peterborough. A friend of mine, well, I was going to Peterborough, a sort of, you know, first-in coach come physio. And I, and I went there, and, and he got the sack within the first month. So Peter Peter Morris came in, and, and I, I thought, no, nah, this is not me. I'm going to go to the States. Okay. So I, I, I arranged to go to the States. I took my missus with me. I got the kids looked after. Yeah. And I did some coaching for six weeks in the States, hoping I'd get a job out there. Yeah. While I was out there, Bobby Robson rang up and offered me a job at Ipswich. <laughs> Winner. And it, it, it's funny. And, and, and funny enough, a few years later, I was out there again at the same place and David phoned up and offered me a job at Luton. It was my lucky, my lucky place. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you just mentioned him, Bobby Robson. Um, I mean, growing up, obviously, he was the England manager that, that picked Steve Ball, so... You know, obviously, yeah. love Bobby Robson. What was he actually like to work with at close quarters, well, Brian? I I did first um, coaching badge in 1963 yeah. at Arsenal, and Bobby Robson was the staff coach. He was an England international at the time. Him and Don Howe yes. were current England. They were staff coaches yeah. at the FA, right? Don Howe, who and, was born in Wolverhampton, by the way. I know, yeah. I know. And... and um, you know, I, I eventually, so I was working with him because I, I was, I was, I trained as a physio in the, in, in the sixties while I was playing at Watford. Yes. And I got the job as physio for the England youth team because we were so successful. Uh, when, um, Don Revy took over, he moved me up with the under 21s. Yeah. And then when Ron Greenwood took over, he moved me up with a beach with Bobby Robson. So, so I was going all over the place with Bob. We did tours in New Zealand, Asia, Australia, you know, um, and and Bob offered me a job um, back at Ipswich, so you know I got on really well with Bob, and he, he, you know he, he was a great coach, but a good person as well. And I was lucky enough to, I was I was a physio. I was watching all the best coaches, Dave Sexton, uh, yes. you know, Bobby Robson, uh, you know, uh, uh, coaching. Yeah. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable experience, you know. It was, I, you couldn't wish it. Uh, and, uh, what, it, it, you know, it was great. What's also interesting is, Brian, you, you've alluded to the point where you've, you've played in every division, you've coached in every division, um, but also you've been a physio as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that was my original intention because I'd studied when I was player, you know, and I know, although I did a lot of coaching at schools and youth clubs and that, that was my uh, what I was going to do. Yes, and uh, it got to round about the late eighties, where I suddenly thought, uh, you know, all this ducking and diving between ain't doing any good. So yeah. I, I've settled on my last years just working as physio uh, at Colchester. Yeah, and then and then I had to give that up. So I went back as a, a coach um, when. Um, when uh, Parky came in, I yes. went back into coaching you know, as a development coach. Yeah. Was that still Parkinson? say, you know, that I, I think I did all right for them because it made them a lot of money, but yeah. I was scouting as well. So out out of that team that we got, Parky got up, everyone played in the Premier League. So we didn't do bad. That's right, because you actually uh, played your role in spotting two actually... Uh, T -t two players played for Wolves had very different careers for us in George Ellicobi and Greg Horford that's right Greg was a young lad at the club and uh, I used to do a lot of work with him and George George I, I, a friend of mine I met at Palace got, got George's plan for Dulles Hamlet got, got me George 
we brought George another lad up and signed George and George couldn't kick the ball with his right foot. He he was so unbalanced. Right. I spent hours with him. And it's a lovely lad. You, when you hear lovely his story, bloke. he was barefoot in bloody Africa. Yeah. And he's 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 his his father died. His mother brought him over to Brixton. Yes. But what a lovely lad, you know. Oh, and you know how, how well he's done the same. But I loved him a bit, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean. George was one player. He really did wear his heart on his sleeve. I mean, he gave a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Percent. yeah. Um, you know, that's that one of my well. proudest achievements, that George. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, really, really good player. Now, as so physio, I believe as well. He was actually physio for for, for the England team. I did, yeah, I did two with it. With a, one was in Australia, one was in Dublin. Yeah. So uh, and. Um, I mean, the, the one thing about it is I've been all around the world with, with the FA, with England, and uh, different things with, with his under-18, 21s, the B team, you know, and I've had a great life. Oh, I mean... And, uh, uh, you know, I've wor worked with a lot of good people. I mean, Brian, um, I believe I read a little statistic that you have actually been in football for six decades. Yeah, I have, yeah. 1961 I started. 1961. Yeah. And then, look... Yeah. What's, what's Ronnie, Bur like Ronnie Burgess signed me. Yeah. The old Tottenham guy. I mean, what's interesting is player, coach, physio. You've even said you've let the boys in at Castlecroft. Is there a job you haven't done or a job you wanted to do? <laughs> I'm true, I've done everything, I think, Jase, yeah. Uh, but, hey, I've, had a great, I've had a great time and lovely. Uh, I bet you wouldn't want to be a ref, though, would you? Oh, dear, I can't. I can't this VAR I cannot stand. <laughs> I, 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 it does it kills the game, doesn't it? Yeah. And then the decisions they make after watching it a dozen times are crap as well. You know, you might as well let the referee make a decision. If he makes a mistake, well, fair enough. But it's gone like it's like people that are trying to be too clever. It frustrates me. Uh, I don't normally talk about the present game, but being as you're so knowledgeable on it, Brian, I will do. Now, what frustrates me about VAR is the fact that it was always nice to, after a match, go down the pub, talk about decisions. Yeah. You know, was it a yeah. goal? Wasn't it a goal? Was it a sending off? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Now, to me, it all seems so clinical. But on top of that, they're still yeah. getting it wrong. Well, I, I, I mean, the, the goal at Fulham, the Wolves, the, they disallowed there. Yes. How on earth is that disallowed? It, it, it's like, uh, I, I always thought the best thing to do is take the centre of the body and make that, if, if the centre of the body is in front or whatever, yes. if you've got to say a part, make the centre of the body yeah. the part that you, you make it. But they say, oh, it's a foot, it's a, a toe, it's a fingernail. It's ridiculous. It's, it's like, it's people that never played a game in a million years making decisions. It's, it's absolute, that's, the, that's the frustrating thing. So, yeah. from your point of view now, Brian, uh, I, I haven't asked you a tender age yet, but uh, a little birdie tells me you're in your 70s now. Are you yeah, I'm 76 now, Josh, yeah. 76, top man. Are you completely retired from football, or are we going to see you crop up at a club again soon? I think, well, Parky, I got on really well, and uh, one of the worst things I did when I was at Colchester, Parky offered me a great job just looking at players for him, and I... I, I was going in every that coaches and I turned it down and I got a friend of mine to do it for him but I, I I might start back with him if he gets another job soon you know yeah he kept wanting me to go up Sunderland like you know but it's a long way like you know you're sitting yourself it's like but but um yeah he, he's a very good friend of mine Park yeah you know, I love love him the bitch you know he's 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 a good manager to be honest he's, he's he has done a great job in football so. 
so you, you still might be tempted. Then where do you live now, then, Brian? I live about five miles from Clacton, between Clacton and Colchester. Yeah. Um, so it's a lovely part of the country, really. You know, I mean, I loved it in, in the Midlands. And we moved, we moved out to Cannock Chase because we used to train there yes. at times. Yeah. And uh, we loved it out and, 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 uh, in Brockton. Yes, but Brockton and like Hayden, anyway. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I really enjoyed my time in West Midlands. It was, it was lovely. Oh, that's lovely, Brian. And if you can look back on that absolutely fantastic career which has took you over six decades if there's one moment out of all of it not just wolves out of everything what's the memory you look back on with most pride i think the one i'm proud is when we beat bill bill shankley's at liverpool in the quarterfinals of the cup when i was at watford yes i felt great and the, the one thing when we won the championship at wolves um you know Div two championship yes, that, yeah. was, that was a, that was a great moment, and 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 when Colchester got to the championship, for me that was a great moment. You know they 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 were, you know I mean I was I was at Ipswich when they won the UEFA Cup. Yeah. You know so so I've had some really great moments, but um, like you say the two big regrets a was leaving Wolves and b was leaving ipswich you know that oh. uh, you know go back but they are things happen and you get other experiences you know they do well brian i want to first of all thank you for your time today on the wolf whistle um i found it a brilliant window into the past thank you for representing our great club as a player as a coach um at, at so many levels we we appreciate your time today on the wolf whistle and we hope to get you back on soon Okay, Jase, lovely to talk to you, mate. And you, my friend. Thanks, uh, Brian. Keep, keep, keep going well. Thank you very much. Okay, Jase. Cheers, mate. Bye.